What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Tuesday, October 17th, coming to you from inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. This is like the poker pregame show because tonight it's a big night out here and it happens every single month. Once a month, my tournament, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, it's now got $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool it'll cost you 250 bucks to buy in they're going to give you double the amount of chips that they used to instead of starting with twenty you're going to start with forty thousand. and you may remember the prize pool used to be a minimum of 10 grand now it's a minimum of 20 grand so i hope to see a lot of you out here tonight cards are in the air at 6 p.m you could register now until 9 30 no excuses about traffic or anything. You got plenty of time to get here to the poker room for my event, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, tonight. I love being here in the poker room. Not only because there's televisions all over the place, and sure, I like watching some TV, but I just love all of the action, the, the chips. And you can hear them from time to time in the background. They got tournaments going on all the time here. They got cash games going on all the time i just love being involved in the action whether it's here at the hard rock and what better place to be in south florida than the hard rock or in vegas and i'll be there sometime in the very near future or even in a casino in medellin where i play a lot of uh, poker tournaments and where i flew in from late yesterday and if you saw my post on my instagram story you saw how beautiful it was flying in from the east, landing from the east to the west at Miami International Airport. It was amazing last night. And geez, I picked a perfect time to get here because the weather, oh, this is fantastic weather for us in South Florida. So get out of your house at some point if you're not out already, but get out tonight and get on over here to the Hard Rock for my poker tournament. And let me tell you one more thing. One more thing about my tournament, because I got a lot more to say sports-wise. If you do knock me out of my own tournament, which is unlikely to happen, but if it does happen, if somebody gets lucky, I will give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers in action. They finally got a W last night. You'll see them in action at home on the glass. First row, Right there, you put your hands on the glass. Those seats are courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. So if you get lucky and knock me out, those seats, I'll send them right to you within like three minutes after you knock me out. But most likely I'll just give them to the second place winner because I'll take first and I'll feel bad. I don't want to use the tickets and I'll just give them to somebody else. So I got a lot to get to this hour. The Dolphins, the Canes, the Panthers, uh, the Heat. We've got college. We've got professional sports. we got teams in action. They're making news. We have teams not in action that are making news. Like if there wasn't enough with the teams that are playing right now. Out of nowhere, yesterday, the Miami Marlins... They're like, okay, we're, we're going to make some headlines. A bold move. Was it the right move? Kim Ang 
and the Miami Marlins, they part ways. Now, this story broke yesterday. Craig Mish, my good buddy Craig Mish, he broke the story yesterday morning. When this story broke, the story was Kim Ng and the Marlins have parted ways. Later in the day, more information came out about why they parted ways, reportedly why they parted ways. And I will be getting into that in just a few moments. I'll discuss if this was the right move or not, but this is, I don't want to say major news, but it's definitely newsworthy. It's newsworthy for a couple of reasons. One, it involves one of our teams in South Florida. And number two, the Marlins made Kimang the first female general manager in a professional sport. And after just a couple of years, she's moving on. Whose choice was it? Something we'll get into. Because you hear parted ways and you're like, okay, that's not believable. There's never a mutual parting of ways. Somebody decides, okay, this is over. We're done here. And then makes it so the other person, the other party, they really have no choice. So given that we just had a victory Monday, which was yesterday, I want to dive deeper into what's going on here with the Marlins. As I told you during yesterday's show, I didn't want to really get into a whole lot. A, because I knew more details would come out. We would learn more. And B, the Dolphins just won. The Dolphins are 5-1. and one, And the Eagles lost to the Jets, which sets up. Yeah, did I say that? The Eagles lost to the Jets. It's hard to believe. Because, you know, when we talk about the Jets. J-E-T-S! Stop, stop, stop! But it is true. The Jets did beat the Philadelphia Eagles. This sets up a major, a monstrous matchup on Sunday night in Philadelphia, which I still am not sure 100% if I'm going to go or not to Philadelphia. The cheesesteak and the pizza might put my decision over the top. But I got to focus first on my poker tournament here today at the Hard Rock, and I hope to see you guys out here tonight. And then once I win this tournament, I'll think more about going to Philadelphia for that game on Sunday night. So we got a monster matchup with the Dolphins and the Eagles, and thankfully it's not some Sunday 1 p.m. game. This is prime time Sunday night football, as it should be, and it's not a game that was like moved into that slot. This is what it was originally scheduled for. I'm very much looking forward to that, whether I'm going to be there or I'll be maybe in Medellin, Watching that game, surrounded by amazing views, of course. No matter where you are watching that game, too, I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining. We just got to hope that it lives up to the hype. Remember that Bills-Dolphins game had a lot of hype, a track meet? I hope the Dolphins-Eagles game lives up to the hype. 
Not that something would be wrong if the Dolphins just blew them out, but the chances of that happening, especially the way the Dolphins' defense has been playing, those chances are pretty slim. So that's the reason yesterday that on a Monday, a day after a Dolphins victory, I can't really get into the Marlins and Kim Ang parting ways in, in air quotes. I said, today's Tuesday. It's a more relaxed day. I'm here at the Hard Rock. I could kick back here in the poker room, and we can go over more with that situation as they're calling names in the background because people want to win some money at the tables here in the poker room, and I can't blame them. They don't want to wait till tonight. They just want to play right now. I mean, I'd play right now, too, if I wasn't doing the show. But I do have a show to do, and I have a lot of material here in front of me that I want to get to. But I can't get to anything else until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. So the Marlins and Kimming parting ways, again in air quotes, is kind of odd to me. And it's odd for a lot of reasons. Let me start here. I do think Kimming is bright. I think she's extremely bright. I think Kim Ang is capable. She made a few really good moves at the trade deadline, and that made the Marlins offense better. In fact, if she didn't make those moves at the deadline, I probably would not have been in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago watching them play the Phillies. They probably would not have gotten a wild card spot. But her additions at the trade deadline except for maybe David Robertson. But offensively, those acquisitions at the deadline made the Marlins a lot better. Because of those additions with Jake Berger and Josh Bell, the Marlins were able to get to the postseason for the first time in 20 years. Slater, they got there a couple of years ago during the COVID season. Please, a 60-game COVID season... That was for entertainment purposes only. That's all it was. So we'd have something to watch. That wasn't a real baseball season. This was a real baseball season, and the Marlins got a wild card spot. So I thought Kim Ang did a good job. Now, the management structure is what seems to be the issue here. Kim Ang was hired by Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. And when Kim Ang came on as the general manager... She did not report directly to Marlins owner Bruce Sherman. Derek Jeter essentially functioned as the president of baseball operations. He wasn't officially called the president of baseball operations, but it was Kim, and then you had Derek Jeter, who basically oversaw everything, and then you had the owner, Bruce Sherman. Well, if you read some of the reports from yesterday... ESPN's Jeff Passan said that the Marlins, they basically told Kim Ang, hey, we're going to pick up your option. She had a an option, a mutual option for next season. We'll pick that up. It's mutual, so you have to agree to that option year. But at the same time, according to this report, we are going to hire a president of baseball operations. Meaning, we're going to keep you for next year, but we're going to hire somebody that oversees you. 
you're going to have to report to somebody else, someone else who's going to make the baseball decisions. And Kim Ang said, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Apparently, that's how it all went down. Now, remember, when Derek Jeter suddenly walked away, you didn't really have a bridge between Kim Ang and Bruce Sherman. The Marlins have a president of business operations, and that's Caroline O'Connor. You may have seen her in many places or on television doing some promotional things or at the ballpark. Very nice woman. I've met her on several occasions, and she's sharp. She's very, very sharp. But I don't believe Kim Ang was running uh, trade deals through Caroline O'Connor. And it's great that the Marlins have women in high positions in their organization. I don't think those trade deals, again, in my belief, were going through Caroline. I think it was Kim Ang, and Kim Ang is telling Bruce Sherman, the owner, hey, this is what we want to do. Um, is it approved? Approved for financial purposes. Not that Bruce was going to break down a trade here. This all, of course, is after Jeter left. Because when Derek was there, Kim would go to Derek and say, okay, what do you think about this? If that's even the way it did go, unless Derek was like, hey, this is what we're doing. And Kim just said, okay, because Derek wanted to control everything. I mean, like every single, every little, little thing, even the concession stands, I'm pretty sure Derek Jeter wanted to control. So Derek leaves. Kim is now in charge of the baseball moves. So from her perspective here, why should she be okay with giving up power to make decisions right after she was making these decisions, which got the Marlins into the postseason? Why would you do that? It's not like when Jeter left, she couldn't handle the job. She handled it quite well. When Jeter left, she took over everything. And here's the team getting a wild card spot taken on the Philadelphia Phillies. So the thinking of why the heck would I want a boss now after I just got this team into the postseason with the moves that I made, it feels like a slap in the face. It feels unnecessary. Now, keep in mind, Kim Ang, she's not stupid here. She knows when she made the decision to walk away. She knows the current landscape in Major League Baseball. She knows what's out there. She may have had people speak to other people. She may have spoken to other people herself. I'm sure she's got a plan B. I know there's speculation about Boston, New York. I'm certain Kim Ang will land a job somewhere. Now, when you look at the Marlins' perspective, because here we're looking at Kim Ang's perspective, the Marlins' perspective, all right, Kim, you're a good GM. You did make some nice moves. It's great that we got to the postseason. But again, from the Marlins' standpoint, they might be thinking, we won almost every single one-run game that we played in. We won so many of them. We we were setting records with one-run games. And it's so difficult to win those one-run games. You win so many of them, and still you 
barely get in. It was the final weekend that the Marlins got in. So the Marlins organization might be thinking, we still need to get better if we're really going to make any noise. And not only that, the management structure for this Marlins organization, owner, president of baseball operations, GM, it's been that way for years. Jeter left. There was no real replacement for president of baseball operations, even though that wasn't his title. And the organizational philosophy, you could say, is having somebody oversee everything. And that includes the general manager. Kim Ang also had to think, hey, I just got this team to the postseason. Sure, the players had to play, but those players like Jake Berger and Josh Bell, I acquired them. And if you're not going to give me an extension, yeah, I have this one-year option. But that means I'm going to be a lame duck general manager. I, I am worthy of an extension. I'm worthy of guaranteeing myself more money. I'm worthy of at least two or three more years beyond this one-year option. You got to think of self-worth. And she probably said to herself, this just isn't right. This doesn't feel right. And, and I'm going to leave. I'm not going to agree to just be here for one more year and not have an extension to my contract and more guaranteed money. She may have also looked at the Marlins situation team-wise and said, if I'm only going to get this one-year option without an extension and I'm not going to have Sandy Alcantara and I'm going to lose some bats like Jorge Soler and Josh Bell and possibly others, this team may not be good at all, then what am I going to do? Because if we're not good at all in 2024, which is a possibility, how's it going to look on my resume? Then what job am I going to get? Then are you really going to extend me after a bad season? So Kim for herself probably walked away at the right time. She probably did the right thing. Regardless of anything, though, the Marlins and also Jeter should be praised for hiring the first female GM in Major League Baseball history. It's a huge deal. You remember all the television shows. Every morning show was covering it nationally. As Kim Ang repeatedly said, if you could see it, you can be it meaning there are plenty of women in baseball who saw what she was able to accomplish. And by virtue of that, they will now pursue bigger jobs than they could have ever imagined. So I don't think we could just brush the historic aspect of this completely aside like it's nothing because it's something. Clearly, based on how she did, based on the interest in her now, she was ready for this. She was groomed for this position by some of the best minds in baseball. And given the circumstances, I think she did a pretty good job here. Did she do an amazing job? Not particularly, but it was a good job. The farm system for the Marlins is not what it was. That's a problem. That's got to be built back up. Yes, the team got a wild card spot, 
But now going into the offseason, there's a lot of work that's got to be done. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made. There's going to be a lot of contracts that are up for arbitration. Now, who's going to be the next general manager or president of baseball operations for the Marlins? Could be a familiar face who gets the call. Mike Hill would make a lot of sense. Mike's got a sense of the market. He knows the history with the Marlins. Mike Hill was gone because of Jeter. Jeter was getting rid of everyone. And what did Bruce Sherman do when Jeter left? He's bringing everybody back. Remember Jeff Conine was was gone? Jeter was like, I want all of the old out. We're going to do it my way. His way did not work. Now that he's no longer part of the Marlins, Bruce Sherman's inviting everyone back. I would not be surprised if Mike Hill is the president of baseball operations slash GM or general manager of the Marlins. And I would I would welcome Mike back. I think Mike is a, a great guy and a good decision maker. But this is all on Bruce Sherman now. He's the one who's going to be deciding these hires. He had Derek Jeter with him before, and it was all Derek's decisions. Now this is going to be all Bruce Sherman. So whoever he picks, this will be his hire. He's going to have to live with it for better or worse. Now, do we trust Bruce Sherman? I don't know if we could trust him yet. Having Jeter involved big time, I mean, that wasn't a good decision at all. So is he going to make the right one now? It's not like I think Kim Ang is irreplaceable, but I just hope Bruce Sherman makes the right call. And also one more note when it comes to the Marlins, here's something else. Kim Ang, I talk about the trade deadline and the acquisition of Jake Berger and Josh Bell. But what about Kim Ang hiring Skip Schumacher? Skip Schumacher seems like he will be a great manager in Major League Baseball. Skip Schumacher only signed a two-year contract with the Marlins. Now, I'm not so sure if he's got an option year or not. But Skip Schumacher is kind of in the same boat that Kim Ang was in this past season. Final year of a deal, maybe you have an option, but it's the final year of a deal. What are you going to do afterwards? I'm very curious to see what the Marlins and Skip Schumacher will have for each other at some point during the season or maybe before the season starts. Will they extend Skip? Does Skip want to be extended? Because I think what we've seen, which is what all of Major League Baseball has seen, is that Skip Schumacher will be a really good manager. It's not like he said his peak or anything. This was his first season ever. So Skip may have other opportunities. Imagine if Skip can be the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Where, where do you want to be? So there's very interesting decisions that will be made in the next not only few months, but over this next season with the Marlins. While this conversation needed to happen, and I think today was the perfect day to do it, 
I still wish we were having a discussion about game one of the National League Championship Series and not Kimming and the organization parting ways. And speaking of parting ways, maybe you and your significant other parted ways recently. Well, you should head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, or even go with your significant other to Dean's Gold because you and whoever you're with will have an incredible time when you're surrounded by gorgeous girls, 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 girls. And the reason Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club, the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible time. You could go there and watch football games. They got tons of televisions. You'll be entertained during every commercial break. Heck, you can even have your own halftime show. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. We got to see Justin Herbert on national television last night. Anytime Herbert or Tua is on national TV, the questions reemerge. Or maybe it's just when Herbert's on television. And then the question reemerges for Dolphins fans. I don't really know if there's a question for Chargers fans, but the question of who is better? We hear that all the time in Miami. There we saw Herbert on national TV, Monday Night Football. Is he better than Tua? It keeps changing. At least that's the way I feel. Right now, where do you lean? I I lean towards Tua. But you see, I'm hesitant in even saying that. I feel like I say that and there's going to be all this backlash. But let's be real. Tua is a much more accurate passer. I watched Justin Herbert last night in a few throws. One in particular, he had a guy wide open and he overthrew him. Tua doesn't miss those shots. What are you going to tell me? Oh, because he underthrows him? Look, when there's an opportunity, when you've got an open receiver – and he's got a little bit of time, Tua gets it done. The one wrinkle I will say, though, and I think this is very important when it comes to talking about Justin Herbert, it would be his coach. Because Brandon Staley is such a mess. They're always using analytics. They're doing everything wrong. So to be totally fair to Justin Herbert... It's probably better to say that the duo of Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavailoa is far superior to the duo of Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. That's probably a better assessment and a better way to say it. I think you're more comfortable when I say it that way. Down the line, maybe the Chargers move on from Staley. I would think at some point they will. And then we can reevaluate Justin Herbert and ask, Is his knack for throwing costly late-game interceptions, is it on him or is it on his coach?
But until the Chargers get rid of Brandon Staley, we may not know what Herbert is really capable of. Because Mike McDaniel is a fantastic coach. Can he work on his play calling on like third and one? Yes, where you don't have to get so cute. But every time I watch a Chargers game, it feels like they're doing something really dumb. Something completely stupid. And I see somebody hit a new high hand here in the poker room. Aces full of kings. It's a pretty good uh, hand. Are they calling my name right now to sit at the table? Well, I'll be here tonight. I'm here right now doing the show, and I'll be here tonight. I hope you join me. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. 250 bucks to buy in. Cards in the air at 6. You can register until 9.30 p.m. Lots of action here in the poker room. Not only tonight and not only right now, but all of the time. You know I love action, including the action at Gulfstream Park. Live horse racing going on every week right now at Gulfstream Park. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I go to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms. Get myself a table at 10 Palms. You could do the same thing. You'll have yourself a great meal. You get to watch the races live right in front of you. And, of course, you could wager on them. Get in on the action. Heck, you could bet as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see that happen all of the time. Live racing every week right now at Gulfstream Park. It is their sunshine meet. If you can't make it out to Gulfstream, you could wager from wherever you are here in the state of Florida. Completely legal to do. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. Interesting news out of the University of Miami. Yesterday, we find out injury news on Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke hurt once again, and Mario Cristobal doesn't want to talk about it. Reporters ask Mario about Tyler Van Dyke, and he's like, I don't talk about injuries. Earlier this season, there were things being said on the Internet that reporters there covering the University of Miami knew about Tyler's first injury during camp, but they were told not to say anything, and they never reported it until just before the season started. One person reported it, and I'm thinking to myself, what is that? The starting quarterback is injured, and that's not going to be reported? And now the starting quarterback is injured again, but the head coach doesn't even want to discuss it. So that's very interesting. And then the other thing, I posted this on my X feed, formerly Twitter. I'm almost done saying formerly Twitter. I posted this on my X feed earlier today. The University of Miami has a new destination partner. I don't know who their old destination partner was. But the destination partner, the official destination partner of Miami Hurricanes Athletics is the Islands of the Bahamas. It's in the Bahamas. And rightfully so, fans are wondering if this means after two straight losses, 
the Hurricanes are just saying, all right, we're going to go to the Bahamas Bowl. Fans are jokingly saying that, but who knows? Because now the Islands of the Bahamas is the official destination partner for the University of Miami Athletic Department. I was there in the Bahamas when they were having the Bahamas Bowl a few years ago. This was before COVID. And those kids on those teams, they were having a blast in the casino. I didn't see them in the sports book. But Blackjack and Craps, they were having a really good time. Because, of course, I would say it's better in Colombia! But that doesn't really click as much. So we got Halloween coming up. It's two weeks away, two weeks from today. And a lot of you are putting in so much thought to what you're going to be. What are you going to get? What costume are you going to wear? Instead of putting so much thought into that, why don't you think about retiring early? It can happen. You may think there's no way. There is a way. The first thing to do, contact Trajan Wealth. When you get a hold of Trajan Wealth, it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with them. It is a completely free consultation, and Trajan Wealth will help you design a plan based around your goals, which is the most important thing. I'm always talking about traveling. A lot of you travel during the summer. You want to travel more. Well, if you retire early, you could do that. And your possibilities of retiring before you think you can go way up after you talk to Trajan Wealth. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call them. They're located locally in Palm Beach, 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth start to help you right away. Call them today. Get a hold of them at TrajanWealth.com. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. I am ready for my poker tournament tonight here. I'm inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, and I am joined by the guy who puts together all of these tournaments. He's got a great team, Bill Mason. You hear his name all the time. Jason Heidenthal here at the table with me. He's excited about tonight. And, Jason, I love talking about my tournament. It's a great tournament now with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. A lot of chips. You start with 40000 But you have action going on here right now. High hands until 10 o'clock tonight. $1,000. you got the World Poker Tour coming to town next month. You've got it going on here. This I always say this is the place to be. And I know you haven't said a word yet because I haven't let you. I'm afraid you'll say something about the bills. Um, but this really is the place to be. My turn? My it's turn. your turn. Okay. Yes, it's your uh, turn. No, no bills comment. Good. Thank commentary you. right now. We're good. Uh, go Dolphins. All right. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot going on right now. This entire month, the rest of October, all into November. Uh, let's start with your tournament tonight, right? 40,000 starting chips. $20,000 guaranteed prize pool. I think we doubled up on everything. You, you doubled we, it up, except for the buy-in, which is the best part. Yeah, we you didn't, didn't we double didn't, the buy-in. We didn't double that down. 250 buy-in tonight, though. Come out and play. Um, great 
great value. I can't express that so, enough. So second place now, I talk about this every Still month. Still pays money. It, it'll pay like double the money. More money. Right, more money. More money. It'll pay a lot more money with more money in the prize pool. Absolutely. $20,000 guarantee. So it's awesome, uh, the man. money's there tonight. Come on out. All right. Say hi. I'll be here. Uh, but there's so I'll much. I'll be here too. I know you yeah. will until like pretty late, winning winning the whole the thing. final table time yeah, frame. Exactly, you know, so. exactly. Uh, um, there's so much going on though. High hands until ten o'clock tonight. Thousand dollars every thirty minutes. Uh, WPT is right around the corner. And, and I was telling them about the high hand earlier when I was doing the show. Somebody hit. See, there's another high hand. I like just right, heard it, right yeah. when we're talking. Before it was aces full of kings. I'm like, okay, you know, I can get aces full of kings. But you come out here right now and you hit the high hand, like you said, until 10 o'clock tonight, $1,000 every 30 minutes. Every 30. You yep. can hit it multiple times? You, you could. Oh, that's, that's qu- pretty Quad good. threes just hit the board. Quad threes with a queen. There you go. See, I would get quad threes with a king. <laughs> that would trump it. So the World Poker Tour is coming to town uh, in a month. Yeah, Rock and Roll Poker Open starts on the 15th of November, so right around the corner. Uh, the full schedule uh, is out on shrpo.com. Uh, we are opening up with a $400, $2 million guarantee prize pool. I couldn't believe that when I saw it because you guys always do so well during these events and everything is just being like doubled because that that opening event, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but it used to be a million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, I just doubled it. That's it. Just, just, yeah, we're going to go like, like in my tournament, they go from 10000 to 20000 It's doubled. 10000 It's great what you guys mm-hmm. did. It's awesome. Correct. You're going from a million dollars guaranteed to two million dollars guaranteed, and to get in, it's only four hundred bucks. I had to ask my boss, Bill Mason, for approval. You know, he said yes. Run it. He Let's didn't do say it. what's wrong with you. What are you thinking? He questioned me, but you know, questions you probably about other things rather than you know poker. Correct. You know why I own a Josh <laughs> Allen jersey and things of that nature. But no, we are going to do a two million dollar guarantee. Uh, we bumped it up. We doubled it. Uh, um, but we amazing, kept the buy-in man. the same. It's still a $400 opener. There are eight flights to start us off. That's going to kick off on the uh, 15th of November. Uh, that's a Wednesday. Eight total flights. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be big. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, we've had up to 7,700 entrants before for this event. I would love to break that number. Did you not have – I think it was that event. I remember reading – a year or so ago, it was the biggest poker event in Florida history. That is correct. Yeah, that was uh, July of last year, so July of twenty-two. Uh, yes, seventy-seven hundred entrants, um, and that was a four hundred dollar buy-in with a million dollar guarantee, which the prize pool surpassed two point five, almost two point six million mathematically there. Um, so yes, I'm I'm looking forward to not only obviously covering the $2 million guarantee for this event, but my goal is to break that 7,700 number. I want to see that set, set a new bar All right, this November. That is, that is the goal. Yeah, because you always hear about Vegas and like 8,000 people, 9,000 people, but you don't have to go to Vegas. I mean, it's been like that for years now. You can, you can go there and have fun, sure, but this is here in our hometown, what you guys are doing. You put on the production in the ballroom. You guys put on the production here in the in the poker room. So not only will you have that $2 million guarantee opening event, you got the main event with even a bigger guarantee. Mm-hmm. But throughout that whole two-week span, you got different buy-ins for whoever wants to get in. A ton of, a ton of events, uh, a lot of trophy events. I think there's over 50 trophy events. 
Uh, I'm capped off with the WPT main event, uh, which is a live streamed WPT event. Uh, $3,500 buy-in. That one has a $3 million guarantee. But as you mentioned, there's tons of events in the middle, ranging from as low as 200 all the way up. You know, you have your 400s, you have your 600s, 11s. You have your high roller events. You know, there's a 25K in there as well. So, and we're going to have plenty of satellites for all of this. So, um, even if you're a $1,000 buy-in player, satellite in and play 25K. You, you know what's so cool, and, and we've talked about this before, you watch television like maybe you're watching the baseball game last night. You see Bryce Harper up to bat, and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, I wish I could meet Bryce Harper. Mm -hmm. In poker, you see you see these guys on television and these women as well. And not only can you meet them here at the Hard Rock because they're here, you can actually play with them. Same you can play against them. Same table. Compete. It's amazing. Compete. You know, I, I can't throw a 90-mile-an-hour ball to Bryce Harper and right. have them hit it off me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I could sit down uh, with uh, – anyone in the poker field and uh and play along against them and and, and win some hands you know it's so cool so that's going to be coming up um in november the rock and roll poker open here at seminole hard rock hotel and casino in hollywood if you go to seminole hard rock poker open.com you'll see everything jason's talking about and then you have tournaments going on here all the time so jason if somebody wants to get involved in november but hey you know you want to practice a little bit get ready for it come here even during the day yeah come here in the morning you got tournaments all the time outside of your event tonight which that's that's the value tournament is the one tonight the 250 20k uh come say hi come hang out come win come come beat andy please no all don't right. why no, do you want i want to win it for the fourth time three <sighs> times since december what, what are, you know if the sports book was open back then in december or if it was open today i wonder what odds Maybe we can make that happen, have odds on who wins my poker tournament. I don't have great seats or tickets to give away for knocking <laughs> Andy out, but I do have some merch. Uh, I, I do have seats, though. You'll get two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers if you knock me out. I will send them from my phone, Ooh. or we could just go to the game after I after I win. Jason Heidenthal, it's always good to have you here at the table in the poker room. Um, it's good to have you on the airwaves. And when I do have you on here, that means my poker tournament's going on tonight, so that's even better. Thank you, and uh, Bill Mason, for everything you guys do. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, coming out. And uh, we, we love having you. And, uh, yeah, honestly, thanks. I love being here. Bill Mason. I really he, do. He crushes it. He does. You, you, you all crush it, and I've been crushing it. Come on. I want to continue to crush it. <laughs> I want to crush you guys tonight. Come on out and try to beat me. That's all the time I've got for this Tuesday afternoon. I hope to see you here in the poker room tonight. For the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament starting shortly, 6 p.m. cards in the air. You could register until 9.30. So get on out here to the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.